It's the most beautiful time of the year Lights fill the streets, spreading so much cheer I should be playing in the winter snow But I'ma be under the mistletoe Everyone's gathering around the fire Chestnuts roasting like a hot July I should be making a list, I know But I'ma be under the mistletoe With you, shawty with you With you, shawty with you Wise men follow the stars The way I follow my heart And it led me to a miracle Dear love Don't you buy me nothing Cause I am feeling one thing Your lips on my lips That's a merry merry Christmas Hey, hey, hey! You're sipping some tea, the not necessarily podcast. Oh, happy to be back. I just thought about it this morning. You know what I mean? My back hurts. First things first, another day on this lovely earth. So it is a blessing and a curse. Uh, my eyes are still blinking. This brain is still thinking. I'm looking forward to when the birds start singing. But what can you do? I'm out here, and it's all the love that I'm bringing. (laughs) I'm just, you know, on the spot, improv. Time for improv. My blood's flowing like sectum simpra. Uh, I went for a run this morning. It was freezing cold. You know, this is crazy. Like, recently, my back has just been hurting, like, an unbelievable amount. I just can't. I just don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But, you know, I'm just dealing with it. Um, Like in my lower right side and my back, just out of nowhere. I feel like it must be from some sort of like uh, psychosomatic illness. Uh, It's a Scientology term. Um, Basically, when your uh, reactive mind records a traumatic event, you know what I'm saying? When your mind remembers that you were in a traumatic event and then, you know, you have a pain associated with some sort of, uh, some sort of, um, as they say in psychology, uh, uh, unconditioned stimulus, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be like the sound of a, the roaring sound of a motorcycle and, and you associate that with getting beat up by your husband, as was the example that was used in the Scientology video. For example, you know what I mean? I was uh, houseless in the past, sleeping in my car in like probably like five years ago. And then like, you know, I just remember the seasons changing. First time in the winter, I remember drinking a little bit of Moscato, some like $5 wine to try to go to sleep next to the highway. I I wasn't used to it. And then I I remember having a back pain back then, I I believe, I think. You know, I'm I'm like 60, 70% sure that this happened. I remember having a back pain that came out of nowhere that lasted a long time. And so now the seasons are changing again. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm totally used to sleeping in my car. You know, I've done it here and there all the time. And, 
you know, for some reason, I just get this back pain, and it just came out of nowhere for real, because I just woke up, like, five days, seven days ago, and it was just there, and, like, uh, I think debilitating is the word, I don't know, frustrating is the word, because, like, I can't do anything, I'm limping everywhere, you know what I mean, the, the, the last day of work, you know, when I was, you know, pouring coffee in a cup and rapping, I didn't feel like saying I was plant-based, I'll never have an aneurysm, I'm plant-based, I'll never tear my meniscus, would you like the cranberry hibiscus, I didn't feel like saying that because it's dumb like it doesn't make any sense it's ironic it just it's like uh it's like wait so you're healthy or not you're limping everywhere <laughs> so i was just coming up with you know what i mean other things on the spot you know i'm thinking of rhymes all day so i'm never bored i eat pumpkin squash and all types of gourds the magic question you ask cannot be ignored the matcha tea is stronger than the samurai sword tell me what you want and it's finna get poured the match question you ask respond i must the coffee grinds float away like tinkerbell dust you'll question the difference between love and lust so tell me what you want and i won't make a fuss the magic question you ask me i'm doing nice yesterday my friend gave me a bag of rice i'll make you drink once or twice or thrice i'll get you addicted like cheese and mice things like that and this morning i'm walking through the park and I see us, uh, I go to Bloomfield, <clears throat> I'm, I'm running around Belleville and Bloomfield, going to the park, because I, you know, I'm so excited, I got up this morning, you know, I didn't overeat too much last night, I got up with energy, 6 o'clock, and I'm just like, damn, I want to go for a run, and of course, you know, I like exploring, I like using my two feet, you know, my back didn't hurt that much, it's getting better, make no mistake, I'm still plant-based, you know, if you think for one second that I was going to change my diet and blame that for the pain, you got another thing coming because I know what I know and I've studied what I've studied. I've been playing bass for like a year and a half now. Make no mistake, I do have cheat days every now and then and I feel like shit afterwards. I'm not going to look back and say, oh, the reason I haven't had back pain for the past year and a half is because I had a, a chicken for, uh, uh, chicken wings every, every two weeks on a cheat day and I had an omelet every month. That's why... Because the animal products made me, saved me from back pain the past year and a half. That is bullshit. I know it's bullshit deep down. And I know this back pain is, this too shall pass, you know. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm sipping on the fountain of youth. And I already know what the truth is. So, there you go. I went running this morning. Connected to nature. Uh... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Connected to nature, uh, I, I ran to the park and I found this little stream. I heard the water running and I said, wow, no wonder that nature sounds is so good for me. I love nature sounds. I love, hold on, let me make sure I'm recording. All right, good. Um, <laughs> I love listening to nature sounds. This is a fact. Uh, the thing is, I play it at coffee shops when I work at and I like listening to it sometimes when just to relax and meditate uh listening to nature sounds but but i heard them in real in real life in real time and i heard the sound of the stream there's this little river this little stream lake that leads to a pond uh right next to bloomfield high school i went to their uh main soccer field and I laid on the artificial turf and i just you know did some stretches and you know what i mean did a little that's the sort of that's the kind of meditation if you ask me if i go running and i'm just quiet and i'm just you know do either either doing something or folding laundry or just walking and just 
looking at things, looking at grass, looking at squirrels, looking at trees, looking at the golf courses I walk past and just thinking of rhymes. That's meditation. My mind is literally just wherever it wants to be, you know, without worry of being like too caught up or too overworked. It's fresh. It's fresh. My mind's fresh. It's early in the morning. I'm a morning person, so that's a form of meditation to me. But I'm listening to the water running on the river, and I'm just like, wow, this is so relaxing. And then a couple birds sing. I feel like just hopping the fence and sitting next to the river. But it's kind of strange thinking about, oh, it took me like 30 minutes to get to this river. Why? Why does it have to be so long? Why am I, why does it have to be so far away and so difficult for me to be next to a river to hear these sounds? This seems like it's so essential to, to just, to just let me know that everything is going to be okay. Everything makes sense. This water sound makes sense, you know, but make no mistake. I crossed the bridge and there's a sign there that says, oh, pollution, you know, uh, uh, clean up in progress, environmental protection. And I said, oh, the river's um, dirty. Mm. <laughs> and it's leading to a man-made pond. Oh, great. Well, I guess that's the best you could do. So, really, I'm just out here doing what I could do. Um, I'm feeling really good right now. There's no sign to the highway. No, no sound of jingling keys because I'm not doing this from my car. Uh, I'm in a room. I don't feel like going into details, but... I feel like a picture paints a thousand words, you know what I mean? I remember when I was young, uh, I used to put my profile picture on Facebook as like, as like, you know, refereeing equipment, because that's what I really liked back then in high school, you know, refereeing, and I was just really passionate about it. I'm still passionate about it, but I just know it might not take me anywhere, and I'm, I'm you know, exploring other, other things, you know. I want to get into coaching, that's a fact, but... Yeah, back in the day, I put it as my profile picture, the uh, refereeing tool. I just had like a, a picture on a table. I, I remember coming home from, from a couple games one time, and I put all my stuff on the table. I said, damn, that says a lot. <laughs> it was like, you know, $15, a 10 and a 5, a uh, whistle, uh, red card, yellow card, a notebook, pen, um, a coin, you know what I'm saying, a watch. And um, that was that. Says a lot. So I've used that as my profile picture. I'm looking around. I kind of want to describe what's around me because I feel like that says a lot too. <laughs> you know, I got the guitar, of course, obviously sitting in front of me on a mattress with no no bed sheets. On the left of that is a sleeping bag. Of course, I got a thousand dollars sitting in cash, five hundred in a black paper clip, and, and five hundred in a red paper clip. Um. Know what I'm saying? I'm looking to my left. I got clothes all along the wall. I'm just in a normal ass bedroom, you know, normal bedroom. The sun is shining through. There's no window blinds. Um, uh, right next to the door, a whole bunch of vegetables I just bought. Got um, some sort of mushrooms. Of course, I got the bell pepper in there. Uh, got a couple things I brought from my car. Of course, got the brown rice noodles, and I got a bowl. Um, you know, a couple bottles of water, uh, leftover soup is sitting right next to me on my right, I took a couple spoons of that, soup is vegetable soup straight from Siabra's and Ironbound, you know, I got my flip-flops next to me, of course I got the keys, 
48 Laws of Power. The book is right next to the keys. Uh, I could smell my boots from here. Every time I take my foot out of my out of my boots, it smells like something died in there. I'm not going to lie. Might have to get me some new boots. Because I went to California with them boots and I was stomping on horse shit for like three weeks straight. And, you know, horse shit got in and around them. And I didn't really clean them at all. Maybe. Maybe I could clean them. I have to look that one up, actually. You know, the internet is a great tool. <laughs> I was just, like, thinking the other day, like, anytime you have any question, you could just type the shit in Google and have the answer. It's like, damn, I don't know. It's a different time, you know? I'm pretty sure back in the day with no internet, people would just figure things out on their own or just got things wrong for years at a time and then until finally someone talked. I guess there was more human-to-human -human interaction back in the day. But make no mistake, I'm here by myself. Of course, my laptop is sitting over there. Guitar cover. Uh, clothes all along the wall. Like I said, it's just a normal-ass bedroom. But I didn't feel like I didn't have time to put all my clothes in the closet yet. There's a couple closets in here. There's one in my bedroom. I'm looking out the entrance of the bedroom to the kitchen. There's another closet over there. Yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. Um... So like I was saying, <laughs> I was walking through the park this morning feeling mad inspired. So I said, I said, I walked past a golf course, you know what I mean? I grab inspiration from, from everywhere. Uh, when I was growing up, like, I remember trying to rap, sounding super corny. I probably still sound corny, but there's a difference. Like, right now, I don't, when I rap, when I sing, I don't really care how I sound. You know, I just express myself, you know? I express myself exactly what I feel like saying, what I think sounds cool, you know what I mean, what I'm passionate about, um, what sounds beautiful to me. I mean, hopefully y'all like it. I mean, if you're listening, then I hope <laughs> that means you like it, but... You know, when I was little, I wouldn't know what to rap about, what to sing about. And then I would try to say something. It would sound like forced or something. I don't know. But it's different now, you know. I'm really an artist. I really live life passionately. I really, you know, I really live life caring about others and caring about the things around me. So I can let my mind run free and the shit just pours out of my mind like, like a fucking pour over. The, <laughs> the magic question you ask with such respect. The pour over bloom is like a baby's first steps. The world's gonna end. I don't know what to expect, but tell me what you want or send me a text. The magic question you asked. <clears throat> <laughs> the, ma the magic question you asked But for all that I've been through I'm thankful to the almond and the oat milk too Some pants to fit into The marathon continues Have a glance at the menu And tell me how you've been too To make a good espresso Takes a little bit of muscle I'm behind these bars Independent Rest in peace Nip hustle <clears throat> a magic question you asked So how does it seem I milk 10 cows Just to make a quarter cream I'd rather make music than to plow through the routine. The coffee drip is soothing like the sound of a stream. I drink water means I use the fountain of dreams. Tell me what you want, I brew a pound of some beans. I'm self-aware, I don't believe you. To doubt is key. Cold brew is <clears throat> like the dew on a mountain, it'll freeze. The magic question you asked me has such force I became plant-based once I rode on a horse. The tamper is Mjolnir like mythology Norse. Red Ketanese means I'm speaking in Morse. The 
French press likes for the coffee to be coarse. So many plants the size of a golf course. Tell me what you want to do this just for sport? Mmm. Eh. Sipping tea and I just had a tea leaf. Um. So that, yeah, that's what it is. I just be, well, just be walking past the golf course like, hmm, golf course. So big and it's frozen grass on it. You know, early in the morning. You know, I remember being in Colombia looking at a whole field of, of coffee plants, geisha coffee plants. Like, wow, you know, but fuck golf, man. Who the fuck plays golf? That shit is so retarded, like taking up, you know, me acres of land just so you could hit a ball across and land in a hole. Fuck golf, you know. Fucking up. If I ever win the lottery, get a million dollars, I'm buying a golf course, turning it into public housing. I mean, uh, or, or, you know, turning it into a space where people can congregate and people who don't have a place to live can go there and set up a tent and whatever, try to build something, build a few tiny houses. Because that's the dream for me. I want to I wanna, um, build tiny houses once I, like, you know, buy some land. Hopefully I could save enough to buy a little piece of land and build myself a tiny house first. But, you know, make no mistake, I'm never going to be rich. If I get money, I know exactly what to do with it, though. You know, if I get some money, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to buy some land, build myself a tiny house, and that's it. Minimalist, you know, uh, in fertile soil, hopefully. Buy some land where there's fertile fertile grounds where I could grow things. Um, but I have a lot of dreams, you know. I just made a bucket list the other day. I'll pull it up. A travel bucket list. Make no mistake. If you don't travel, you think more to life. There's got to be because I'm studying plant-based philosophy. I'll get back to that. We had a really good plant-based pre-venture meeting at school. It was, it, we had, we talked about so many things. I'll get back to that. So my uh, travel bucket list. I'm going to Cuba. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to uh, Oshwiasim. In Poland, Auschwitzim in Poland. That's where Auschwitz is, but Auschwitzim is the city. Auschwitz is, you know, obviously the um, World War Two Holocaust uh, um, the extermination camp, the biggest extermination camp, uh, or maybe the second biggest, one of the two. The other one might have been Warsaw. Uh, yeah, I just feel like since I'm studying human and social services, a place like that is kind of necessary to visit to to feel that to feel like you know the extremes of humanity, to to learn about humanity because in all its facets, just like in the Revenge of the Sith, to learn about the Force, one must study all aspects of it, not just one side. I have to learn about all aspects of of humanity, not the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Senegal to visit the House of Slaves in Gore Island. Uh, Akon talked about that on the Vlad TV interview. Make no mistake, that's one of my favorite interviews uh, when Akon hops on Vlad TV. I'm a huge Akon fan at this point. Like He talked about you know building his own city. He talked about what he did for Africa the past 10 years where he's been missing. Like Where the fuck did Akon go? In 2008, he was like the shit, you know what I mean? Dropping albums, diamond albums and stuff. And then suddenly, around 2015, he just disappeared. But now he's he's you know he's back you know but I guess he he did dropped a few albums just so he could bring light electricity to all of the continent of Africa. Akon lighting Africa is a real thing. Like 
that's amazing what he did. I'm a huge fan, you know. Um, obviously, his songs are about blowing money and materialism and all that bullshit. <laughs> he has a lot of songs about that. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just music. Like he has song. Of course, he did a song with what's his name, Takashi Six Nine, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, I don't agree with that. But you know, what can you do? He's making the money and he's using it for good. I ain't mad at that. He's a uh, you know, Bill is in his own city, Akon City. It's going to be, like, futuristic and shit in Senegal. The the government was tight with him. They gave him, like, a whole bunch of land. And so that's good. But I want to go to Senegal to see the House of Slaves on the Gore Island. That's where um, a lot of Europeans, colonizers, took African slaves and put them on ships. That was the, that was the um, place of transport through the first place in the middle passage and then you know they would go across the atlantic ocean but yeah i just want to see like i just want to see the feel the energy like i said it would be just like going to auschwitz feel that dark energy what humans are actually capable of as far as evil south africa robin's island you know i feel like a lot of people talk about it, it inspired kendrick lamar to do a whole album to pimp a butterfly and it's just like that's a hell of an album <laughs> You know, I want to be inspired. I want to go to Robbins Island, where Mandela's cell is. Uh, New Zealand. I want to go to New Zealand because there's bushcrafting there. You know, that's what that's a program. That's a thing that they do in Woof. Uh, it's New Zealand's big on Woof worldwide opportunities on organic farming. But wow, just talking about it gets me so excited. Like I want to do that. <laughs> I've done Woof before. I would love to go to New Zealand. Drop off the face of the fucking earth. That would be as close as I can get to, to you know, being at World's End. Like Jack fucking Sparrow. You know what I mean? Um, to get to places that can't be found, one must be lost. <laughs> you know? I want to tip off the, the edge. Go to the edge of the edge of the world. New Zealand. Like, bushcrafting is basically like living in nature and making tents and campfires and just, just you know making tent making tents out of the forest you chop down a couple trees and you make a make like a little hut that's bushcrafting you know i'm sure the only tools we're gonna have is like a knife and a hammer and some things and then we're just gonna live in nature and live minimalistically and that's important to me that's so important to me because i have a problem with overeating i've been had this problem since i was 13 uh 14 definitely 14 first time i went to colombia uh, I talked about this on the potato fridge. I'm sure I had aunts and uncles that um, aunts and uncles that would make fun of me for not eating as much as they did. And I, I was I was an athlete for real. Like I would before practice two hours before I'd I'd make sure not to be too full so I wouldn't get like those little pains in my liver, or my stomach, or you know what I mean, my abdomen, those little cramp pains. Yeah, I hated that. So uh, I always made sure not to eat too much and I would eat, you know, the caracolito soup, you know, pasta soup with shells, uh, carrot soup with shells. And um, that was a plant-based soup. I would have that all the time. Um, that was like my mom's staple. I just remember having that and, and, and having a soup, whatever soup my mom made and rice and plantains. And then I would go to practice and do great. Up until I was 14, 
And then, like, that's when I came back from Colombia, traumatized, everybody making fun of me for not eating enough. And so then I would always overeat. I would always eat, 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 eat until I was so stuffed that I couldn't even move. And then people, and then once in a while, I get, like, uh, some sort of compliment. Wow, you really eat a lot. And, uh, and, that, and that really, you know, stuck with me. And that's what I would do it for. But seeking approval from people who don't give a fuck about me, what is the point of that? You know, a lot of things that I do don't make sense. A lot of things that humanity does don't make sense. So what can you do? I'm doing my best. I have a problem with overeating. So uh, I feel like if I go to New Zealand and live like that, live off the land, live minimalistically, it's going to be cold. It's going to have, you know, nature's a formidable force. And you know what I mean? Hopefully uh, it's going to force me to, to it's going to give me no other option than to just be patient. You know, whenever those temptations, those urges come to overeat, I just have to take a second to just be in the moment, just breathe, just let it, just just feel all my feelings, think all my thoughts and let them go. You know, that's the real Buddhist way of looking at it. You know, I read that in the same book, Pema Chandran, uh, things fall, when things fall apart or something like that. It's just ta it's just being in the moment and taking a second. Like once those temptations start coming and your brain starts becoming like a fucking thunderstorm, just whew, always take that second to just let to just realize what's happening. Once I realize what's happening, I could just process through and be like, no, no I got I gotta watch what I put in my body. But I feel like the bushcrafting thing will help. Costa Rica is next on my travel bucket list. That's a fact. There's like animal farms in Costa Rica. I would love to. You know what I mean? It's paradise apparently. Coffee farms apparently. You know. And the soil is real fertile. I love animals. I love dogs. You know. Um, actually, I was reading something yesterday about. in the new, I'll read the news now. So every time I hop on the internet, there's like MSN news. Always some attention grabbing headlines. Make no mistake. Sometimes it's some bullshit. It's like. Cardi B says all the rappers are drinking too much lean. Like, give a fuck about that, you know what I mean? But I saw a headline that said, like, uh, in Morocco, there's, like, three million stray dogs. And I'm just like, holy shit. And in, you know, Tangier, that's in Morocco, apparently. It made me go to Google Maps be like, shit, where's Morocco? I'm sliding through. But, yeah, I love dogs. I want to go to a dog farm in Costa Rica. In Peru, I want to go to Peru, see Machu Picchu. The Pacific coast of Colombia is the only part of Colombia I haven't been to. I've been to the, you know what I'm saying, center of coffee in the planet. You know, the, what is it? Um, um, uh, Antioquia, uh, Caldas, and Pereira. I think those are the three departamentos that's like basically the center of coffee. You know what I mean? They make the most delicious and the most coffee. Um, but And I've been to, obviously, Rio Hacha, Barranquilla, um, so the Caribbean coast, yes, but the Pacific coast, not necessarily, I feel like it's good, I got to, you know, I feel like, like, you know, it's gonna be paradise, it's gonna be far away, distant, you know what I mean, just by the ocean, uh, Puerto Rico, DR, and Haiti, yeah, I'm trying to go to the Caribbean, I want to go to Ghana and Ivory Coast or somewhere in West Africa just to be near the Shia butter, the Shia trees. You know, I learned about the Shia trees. It's so fascinating, you know, and it's such a lovely substance, you know, make no mistake. I rip my fingers to shreds every time I feel nervous. It alleviates the pain of being cool on the surface. I have a real bad problem with ripping my fingernails to shreds. 
you know, so I always put Shia butter on my fingers every second, but uh, Shia trees take like 200 years before they start producing nuts, and then they just produce, produce, produce tons of nuts, and you know, I've seen the process of how they make Shia butter on YouTube, it's, it's pretty awesome, but yeah, the motherland, you know, I want to go to, I want to go there just to see the Shia trees. <laughs> Make no mistake, a lot of these places that I want to go is for a simple ass reason, you know. I want to go to fucking um, uh, Morocco just to, just to see the stray dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a simple ass reason. I want to go to Ivory Coast just to see chocolate trees. Uh you know what I mean? I want to go to Spain just so I could watch Barcelona play a game. I want to go to City of I want to go to the City of Joy. You know the um, Netflix documentary City of Joy is about Congo, about um, Dr. Mukwenge. He's a gynecologist. That's a passionate kid. I might have talked about him already. That's a passionate kid. Uh, the gynecologist who deals with all the rape victims. You know, because rape is like a a, a um, tool of warfare that's used in Africa and there's like a war going on in Congo it's been going on for a long time um, so there's a lot of like uh, abused women and violated women and he takes care of them and he's just so passionate about what he does when he was away he had to move because he got threatened by people uh, he did a speech at the UN and got threatened people were saving up like you know, common people in Congo, you know, they're, they're probably not the richest. They were saving up like a dollar a day, which is like half of their salary, just so they could buy a plane ticket, just so Dr. Mukwenge can come back to Congo. That's what they were doing because he was afraid to come back once his family was kidnapped and threatened. And so once he saw that people were saving up like their entire wages so he could just so just so he could come back to Congo, he had to come back. And so. When he was talking about that, he just, you know, started crying on the documentary. And I said, that is a passionate kid. But I want to go to the City of Joy to just see what's going on, be a part of this program. Uh, Eve Ensler is on the documentary, and I'm familiar with what she does. And, yeah, Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, just to see where Ishmael Bea's footsteps kind of were, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure it might not be the safest, you know what I'm saying? Um there's rehabilitation programs that he spoke about in the book, uh, uh, taking children that were child soldiers and they were like, you know, mm, tough. It's tough, you know. Uh, just the other day in social problems class, during conversation, the teachers were talking about uh, what to do if you're in the healthcare field and your patient, the one you're taking care of starts acting wild, starts like, you know, threatening you or saying like a, a, a um, fellow student told a story about, you know, either a cousin or a sister that's a nurse and had was taking care of a veteran and the veteran kept saying, get me my gun, get me my gun, thinking that he was back in the war or something. The nurse had to be like, no, I can't get you your gun. And eventually the guy got like physical with her and was like, get me my gun. I told you to get me my gun. And just, and, you know, she had to just realize that it's not personal. You know, you know that's how it is in the Medicare field. You have to, uh, uh, you might want to fight back. You might want to like slap the guy. You might want to like punch the patient, but you can't because it's not personal. You have to be remain professional, right? Apparently. Um, so, yeah. Once the student told that story, I was like, wow. I mean, to take it to the extreme, Ishmael Bea told story. I was going to say this, but, you know, I was like, eh, whatever. 
Um, Ishmael Bea, at the end of the book, tells the stories about his rehabilitation when uh, he was picked up by the UN uh, at some point and there was negotiations and he was young enough to qualify for a program where uh, a program of rehabilitation for child soldiers and so when he went and was with a whole bunch of other child soldiers some of them were from the opposing faction the opposing side it was like the rebels versus the national RUF or something like that uh, in Sierra Leone during the Civil War in like the 90s and the early 2000s there was like, you know, the kids didn't, they couldn't let go of their mentality that easy. That's why it's called rehabilitation. So they would like fight and stab each other. Sometimes they would, kids would die and they would fight and stab the nurse, the healthcare workers, you know. <laughs> and then there was uh, Ishmael Bea told the story of one healthcare worker who was beat the fuck up, like even stabbed. And then he just came back to work smiling at the kids, the people who stabbed him like, it's okay, I know you don't mean it, hi, good morning, what would you like for breakfast? Like, crazy, you know, that's a crazy story, and uh, yeah, just those people are angels, the people that work there, make no mistake, I'm not trying to get stabbed, so maybe I won't, <laughs> we won't interested in those type of programs, rehabilitation of soldiers, but I mean, hope. I mean, just salute to those people who who are that patient, who have that much of motivation to help, and have that much passion. For real, I want to be like that. I want to have that much passion for what I do. So yeah, if you didn't know, sorry, it's going a whole tangent about Ishmael Bea. He's a child soldier. He has a book called "A Long Way Gone." It's a memoir. And he was a child soldier in Sierra Leone in the 90s. <clears throat> and uh, I just love that book. I love that story. So, you know, it's not too deep why I want to travel to different places. Make no mistake, once I'm there, it's not going to feel too amazing. It's just going to feel like, oh, great, I'm at another place. I'm tra Traveling's got to be part of my life now. You know, it's just what it is, you know. Been to California, been to Colombia. I'm going to Ghana, I'm going to Kenya, going to back to Colombia, I'm going to Brazil. It's just part of life now, you know. I'm uh, becoming global. <laughs> of course, Egypt, of course, Mexico, see the pyramids, you know. See the, the amazing feats that humanity's capable of. There are things that I'm not going to learn in university that I feel like I need to know for my field, you know. And honestly, speaking of my career, like, before I was feeling so anxious, you know, so, like, am I really going to be able to do this, you know, English class, writing papers, you know, writing a paper, apparently I'm going to have to write papers in, in the upcoming classes that I just registered for, a lot of them have to do with sociology and psychology, I don't know, <laughs> looking at it, it's like, I don't feel like it, but... Once I registered for all these classes that I have next spring, five classes all fit perfectly like a glove. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays still. My, my, my schedule is just Mondays and Wednesdays still. Every, all the classes knock them out on two days so I can work on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. During the winter break, I'm going to get extra hours and save up money for traveling. Uh, you know, I'm more focused now. You know, I'm more focused on my diet. I'm not overeating as much, more focused on myself, 
you know i'm less focused on girls you know because I've, i saw the youtube video the other day studying baconology once again uh saying that the more that i pull back the more that i focus on myself the more girls are going to come to me and i'm just like say no more that's all i ever needed to hear <laughs> So I'm just going to work on myself and become a better person. Do it the hard way, not the easy way. You know? So now I feel like everything's going to work out. I'm going to get this applied uh, associates in applied science degree. I'm going to do my traveling while I'm in while I'm getting it. And then once I get a job in the field, I will have to work 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 work, you know, summers and just, you know, hold off on traveling for a couple years and then once I get a job where I can get some time off or transition between jobs or something. I'll continue traveling once I'm back in college. Uh, uh, maybe I'll get the bachelor's degree and some sort of master's degree. Who knows? Well, the sky's the limit. Now that I'm expressing myself, now that I know my potential, of my potential I'm just realizing, but I don't plan on enterprising. Life is surprising. No time for despising. Oh, have a good week now that I'm summarizing. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Not necessarily podcast. I went through my travel bucket list. Maybe I'll go through my um 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 real bucket. I don't know <laughs> my uh, uh action bucket list. Thank you for listening. I'm sure there's a million other things that I wanted to say. Oh, oh hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Plant-based prevention real quick. So we had a meeting. I, I invited the kids from the drama club. I tried out for the drama club. I said, no, it's not for me. But And in exchange, they came to my plant-based prevention meeting. We spoke for like an hour and, and we talked real shit. I really, I really feel like I got through to them because the, the other kid, it was only a few of them, of only a few kids from the drama club. Um... They they liked it. They liked it because I was gauging my audience, and then and then once I said that, oh, you know, plant being plant based is 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 all encompassing. It's not just about what you put in your body, but it's about loving yourself. It's about loving others. It's about being minimalist. It's about mental health. It's about uh, researching and self awareness and doing self education, and of course, drinking water and exercising. Like they were all down for it, and we talked about random shit that seems like it's not related, but real shit that is related. Asada Shakur was brought up. The Sand Talk was brought up. Sand Talk is a book by an indigenous uh, Australian about connecting to nature and, you know what I'm saying, other species and things like that, indigenous cultures. Um, How Indigenous Thinking Can Save the World is the name of the book. Um, we talked about uh, capitalism. We talked about uh, food industry, genetically modified organisms, the longest stretch of Indian suicides ever recorded in history, 250,000 during the 90s or the 80s or something when uh, uh, Monsanto was uh, promising the Indian farmers a better life and, 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 and better crops from GMOs, but it had the complete opposite happen when there was super pests and, you know what I mean, uh, food that was, you know, just not profitable, cotton that was not making them money, that, that they, you know, um, their expenses became more than their profits, so it's like they sold their kidneys to, to get by and some of them even killed themselves, some of them, a lot of them even killed themselves uh, over this bullshit, GMOs. Makes me think more about what I put in my body. But this is the stuff we talked about. Real shit. You know, I'm looking forward to the next meeting. 
uh, plant-based prevengers unite, assemble. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's it. Oh, see, I mean, have a good week. Uh, until next time, not necessarily. The marathon continues. Peace and love.